The Awaken Project is a work of fiction and an ongoing story-based podcast narrated and created by J.A. Larock. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, Google+, iTunes, and anywhere where podcasts are found. And now, Chapter 19, Liberation Day. With the global war lasting as long as it did, it was not a strange occurrence to have retired soldiers return to duty. The Alliance military was desperate for recruits, even as the tide was turning in its favor. A returning soldier knew that he or she would receive a full benefits package, and it would also be extended to their family. Many returned knowing they would die. To them, all that mattered was their loved ones, and that they would be cared for. Returning soldiers were honored. Those who retained their rank were highly trained and skilled. I often wondered, how could someone who had known peace return to war? I once asked an older soldier, who had been away for over ten years, how he could just come back and return to the killing. He told me in his mind, he never left. When he put on the uniform and held his weapon in his hand, It was as if a day had not passed. It's just a part of you, he said. It's who you are. The suits opened fire on us. Instinct kicked in. The familiar sound of the energy weapons returned me to my training, my roots. Nothing else in that moment mattered. Survival was paramount. But I also knew there were only two soldiers that were trained among us. Clara! Flag! Move towards the computer station, I yelled. Duck underneath and wait for our signal. The suits were firing randomly. Their weapons seemed less powerful, doing only minor damage to whatever they struck. Unfortunately, our weapons were almost useless against them. Both Kyle and my own weapons used conventional bullets, which did nothing to their armored containment suits. They're trying to capture us, Kyle yelled. There's no way they would miss this much in a room while surrounding us. Then we have to use that to our advantage, I shouted back. It was then that I noticed a grenade strapped to Kyle's chest. I made my way over to him and Kim and pointed towards the suits on the opposite side of the room. I knew we needed to make our way back to the elevator, but they would be expecting that. David, Flag called to me. If we could make it to the anomaly, we would be safe. The distortion it gives off prevents them from transporting themselves down there. Kyle, I yelled out, throw one of your grenades towards the back center. They want me, I know it. I'll charge towards the blast, drawing the others from the hallway. You take the others and head towards the elevator. I'll double back and follow you. Kyle nodded. The suits continued firing, holding their position. It was clear they wanted to keep us pinned. I prepared to make my move. Kyle removed the single grenade and pulled the pin ready to throw it. Then there was a flash of light that covered the entire room. It was blinding, and I could feel a wave of energy pass through me. At first I believed there was a flash grenade fired to disorient us. As my vision cleared, I could see a distortion forming in the center of the room. It hung in the air in front of the large standing capsule. What the hell is that thing? Kyle yelled. Another anomaly? Fascinating, Flag said. It appears another gateway is opening. 
bright flashing light pulsated from the tear. The suits continued firing, keeping us pinned, and I realized why. They were holding us for whatever was attempting to come through the tear. It was coming directly for us. Kyle, do it now, I yelled out. Kyle threw the grenade across the room. As it sailed across the anomaly, the grenade was drawn into it. A second wave of Angie fired out from the tear. As it passed through me, I screamed out in pain, falling to my knees. My body felt as if it was burning from the inside out. I could hear the scream of the others. I forced myself to my feet and stumbled over to Clara and Flag's location. We have to get to the elevator, I said. Come on, let's go. I reached out my hand, grabbing hold of Clara's. Kyle stood and began firing at each suit, drawing their attention. The tear began to expand, and I could feel a presence approaching. The static-like feeling was returning, as if whatever was coming through the tear was ripping its way through reality itself. Its energy was massive, overpowering. Kyle, focus on the suit near the hallway, I yelled. Kyle pulled another grenade from his chest and threw it towards the hallway. The blast buckled the legs of the suit. It fell onto its side with a thunderous crash, but continued firing. Kyle rushed the suit, unloading his weapon into its head. I followed close behind him, ducking to avoid the incoming fire. The suits began to move. They were closing in on us. It's clear, Kyle shouted. We need to cover- Kyle went silent and raised his weapon towards me. I had no time to react as he opened fire. The bullets whizzed inches from my head. I turned quickly to see two of the suits directly behind me. Kyle motioned to Kim to stay as he charged towards me. I pushed Clara and Flag forward and turned, firing my weapon. Our combined fire destroyed the two suits pursuing us. As the suits fell, they were pulled into the expanding tier. Another pulse fired out, this one much stronger than before. I lost control of my body. In an instant, I could not see nor hear. The energy coursed through my body. It felt as if it was taking me over. The tear was drawing me in. I felt I was being pulled towards it. I felt someone grab my shoulder. As my vision returned, I could see Kyle dragging me towards the hallway. Kim was next to him, firing her weapon, providing cover. Clara and Flag were at the end of the hallway, waiting for us at the elevator. We were halfway to them when I heard Kim scream out. Kyle let go of me and ran to Kim's aid. I turned around to see her lying on the ground, a gaping wound in her chest. Kyle fell to his knees and lifted Kim from the ground. He held Kim in his arms, rocking back and forth, shaking. In the distance, I could see two more suits approaching them. Kyle! Come on! I screamed. We can fix this! I ran towards Kyle. He picked up his weapon and pointed at me. I stopped and then stared at him. There was a look in his eyes I had not seen since the alien attack. He took his arm from around Kim's waist and reached for his chest. I knew exactly what he was doing. He pulled the master pin connected to the remaining grenades. His look was the same as mine, when I knew everything I loved was lost. Kyle turned the gun on his suits and began firing. They returned fire, this time with deadly precision. The blast tore through Kyle's body. I could do nothing, not even scream. His body fell backwards to the ground. The pin fell from his fingers. David, Flag called to me. There's nothing you can do. We have to go. 
I turned and ran towards the elevator. The explosion pushed me forward, knocking me to the floor. Clara reached out, pulling me into the elevator. I turned around to see the hallway had collapsed. Kyle did not want to leave the love of his life behind. He sacrificed himself to allow us to escape. As the elevator doors closed, I realized Flag was wrong. There was something I could do. I closed my eyes, and I thanked them both. The elevator sped downwards. I sat on the floor of the elevator with my back against Clara's knees. There was a silence for a moment, and I thought about the second anomaly that appeared. I was beginning to doubt everything we were doing. What was that back there? I asked Flag, returning to my feet. Tell me! I... I don't know. I believe it was another opening. Uh, another gateway. But... I turned away from Flag towards the elevator door, looking at my reflection. I closed my eyes and could see Kim and Kyle laying on the ground, dead. The rage had returned, building up inside me. I had only known them for a few moments, but their deaths still affected me. I slammed my fist against the elevator door. Clara reached out to touch me, but I turned, motioning to her to stop. That's not good enough, Flag, I said. What we're about to do? You said you have been planning this since you arrived. Everyone is dead now, and we discover Richter can open a gateway to us? We do not know that, Flag exclaimed. I felt it too, David. There was something inside the anomaly, but we don't know if it was Richter. As I said, I believe we are within the live stream, the central point for all converging realities. It is possible, as I stated before, that we are not the only ones fighting against Richter. I had not had time to think much about what Flag had theorized. If he was correct that I was somehow accessing different dimensions, and that there were others working together on similar plans against Richter, then it was possible another version of me or Flag was responsible for the opening in the tear. But the energy that came through caused pain when it hit me. I believe that perhaps it was incompatible with my own life energy, which would have explained the static-like feeling. Flag held tightly onto the crystal. I knew we were at the point of no return. Either Flag would be correct and we would succeed, or we were all misled and all realities would come to an end. Their deaths won't be in vain, Clara said. I know we will end this. Yes, I said, taking Clara's hand. We will. The elevator came to a stop. As the doors opened, I could feel the energy pouring out from behind them. A long, dark hallway stretched out before us. At the end of the hallway, I could see a bright, flashing light. Clara, Flag, and I walked forward towards the light. The imagery was not lost on me. It reminded me of the very beginning, the dark void and then the bright light leading me to Clara, or who I thought was Clara. The room was spherical in shape. A dome-like ceiling was reinforced with a metal I had never seen before. It was an onyx color, but reflected the light from the room. The anomaly sat in the center of the room on a raised platform. A single narrow catwalk led to the platform. 
A raised walkway surrounded it. Two metal arches crisscrossed around the anomaly. A series of cameras and sensory devices were placed around the room on adjacent walls, but there were no computer stations or other equipment anywhere to be found. The anomaly was about 10 feet high and 3 feet wide. The light pulsating from within was bright and yet soft on the eyes. I could feel the energy flowing from it, but it did not cause any pain or discomfort. In fact, it felt as if it was healing me. Not just my physical injuries, but the mental and emotional ones as well. A peaceful calm came over me the closer we came to the light. I wanted nothing more than to step into it. This was to be my life's work, Flag began. Though I was fascinated with the theory of life energy, it was the discovery of this gateway that I felt held untold potential. To be able to travel to alternate worlds and to see the differences in history, science, and technology. Flag went silent. When he spoke about the anomaly, his eyes brightened like a proud parent talking about their child. I realized what brought out the emotion, the passion in Flag. I also realized by him going silent and his face returning to the cold scientist I had known that he knew that if we succeeded in our mission, any hope of continuing his research would be forever lost. We have to stop Richter, I said to Flag. Nothing else matters. Of course, Flag whispered. You are right. Once we detonate the device, it will not only close the gateway Richter has opened, but all gateways to and from the life stream. The combined energy will destabilize the entire area. No one will be able to open a gateway to here again. That means once we return, we will be trapped here forever. Flag slowly approached the platform holding the crystal. He climbed the first stair and placed the crystal on the second step just below the anomaly. The crystal began to glow as tiny streams of energy flowed from the tear into it. Flag turned back towards Clara and I with a saddened look on his face. There is something you should know before we proceed, Flag began. My knowledge on the anomaly did not just come from my own experiments and my father's research. When I arrived here, I found this place. I came down here. I wanted to see if the anomaly was here, and when I found it, I believed it was a way out. I stepped into it, and I could feel the flow of energy and the power it contained. I felt more than one presence within, and I realized I could not go any further. I exited the anomaly, but I brought something back with me. My understanding of the anomaly was different. It was as if it spoke to me. It was a transfer of information. Data can be transmitted through energy, and since we are merely vessels of energy, I understood that data could be transmitted and received by my own body. I took into account that this information could be misleading. However, it was not just raw knowledge I received, but awareness. It opened my mind and allowed me to create this device we're about to use. With that, I did take a precaution. 
I had worried that perhaps everything that had happened, no matter how elaborate, was nothing more than steps to lead us exactly where Richter wanted. The fake Clara told me she could stabilize my life energy by giving me some of her own. I realized that that could be a form of control, like placing a computer chip in a machine. Richter could have imprinted himself onto each and every one of us. In the end, I realized it did not matter. One way or another, the nightmare had to end. What precaution? Clara asked. The crystal will detonate no matter what happens, Flag answered. While it would be much more powerful with David's life energy, it will have absorbed enough of the gateway's energy to be viable. If this is a trap set by Richter, I will throw the crystal back into the gateway. There it will quickly overload and explode. This will not only destroy the gateway, but the life stream itself. Flag knew much more about the gateway and the life stream than he had told us. He was well aware from the start that it was a great possibility that we were all being manipulated. There was no need to ask him the how or the why. I just knew he already had the answer, and I had no problem with it. De destroy the life stream? Clara said. But if the life stream is the afterlife, for all existence, then isn't that what you would be destroying? What effect would that have on the universe? How do you know you're not destroying everything? I apologize. I was not clear, Flag continued. Energy in its pure form cannot be destroyed. What will occur is all the life energy within the life stream will undergo a change. You see, life energy is the force behind all creation. However, sentient life energy is not needed to continue feeding and supplying the universe. Richter, however, requires sentient life energy. When the crystal detonates within the life stream, it will erase the consciousness of all the life energy within. Our individuality will be destroyed, and the life energy within will return to its most basic state. With this done, Richter will have become powerless. Clara looked at me expecting a response, but I understood Flagg's reasoning. We were prepared to erase countless souls to prevent them from falling into the hands of evil. To Clara, it was like murdering a child to prevent it from ever knowing the pain life could cause. To me, it was putting a fatally wounded soldier out of their misery. There was no telling what Richter could do if he was able to absorb the life energy from within the life stream. Both Flag and I were not prepared to find that out. I took Clara's hand and approached Flag. The crystal was glowing brightly. I bent over picking it up with my free hand. I could feel the energy within it. There was a warm glow from within that resonated through my body. We know the outcome we want. I began, but I know far too well that you have to plan and sometimes expect the worst. I know I was angry at first, but I understand now why you pulled me from that other dimension, Clara. I believe happiness and truth goes hand in hand. 
Living a lie is not living at all. If we can't kill Richter, then the least we can do is free everyone within from his nightmare. Flag nodded slowly in agreement. Clara wrapped her arms around me. I closed my eyes to savor the moment. When I opened them, I could see Clara was crying. Her tears shimmered in the light. I lifted my hand to her right cheek and brushed the tear away. I don't care what dimension or reality I am actually from, Clara said. I love you, David. The you who is standing before me right now. I know this here is real, and this is what matters to me. If this is our end, then so be it. But I needed you to know how I felt. With a kiss, she said goodbye. I looked in her eyes one last time. I love you too, I said. I've always have. Clara held my hand tightly as we stepped into the light. As I was bathed in it, I felt more powerful than I have ever before. For a moment, I could feel the souls of everyone within the life stream and had access to eons of knowledge. My physical body melted away and I became pure energy streaking across time and space. All feeling faded for me as I became one with the life stream and prepared to meet the being behind my torment. I began to feel the others pull away from me. Then I realized it was I who was being pulled away. The feeling of having a physical body slowly returned to me. The soft white light became cold, thick and heavy. I came to a stop and hovered helplessly in space. I could see nothing but a dark void all around me. I could not move or speak. In the distance, I could see a deep red light. It was traveling towards me. I could feel the power coming from it, but I could not tell if it was a friend or a foe. I was helpless as it drew closer to me. Soon I could make out it was a single sphere of light, perfectly circular with a solid consistency and steady glow. It hovered in space just a few feet from me. Then I could feel something else. It was reaching out to me, trying to communicate with me. The others have failed. The voice was unfamiliar. It sounded male, deep, commanding, and yet distorted. The sound echoed around me, vibrating through my body and through my mind. The voice itself did not sound as if it was coming from human vocal cords, but it was coming from all around me, through me, inside me. What it spoke was only a small part of its communication to me. I could feel its energy seeping into me. It was feeding me information. What others? I asked. Who are you? I have no name. The entity replied. You are the last of those tasked to free me. If you have failed, your worlds will be lost. I did not understand what it meant. My first thought was that it was Richter. There was no one else that I would need to free. It said there were others tasked with freeing it. 
This made me believe that everything was set in motion, as if we were called upon. But that did not make sense. I did not know if the being meant that my world would be lost, or would all of reality be lost, and somehow I did not feel I would have the time to have my questions answered. I'm not here to free anyone, I said. I am here to kill Richter. Your path was corrupted, the entity began. Your instructions were not fully received. The one you call Richter cannot be destroyed by your kind. You must free me, as this is your task. Mine is to destroy the one you call Richter. I had believed that I was special, if not in life, then in death. I was led to believe that my abilities, my power, was meant to kill Richter. I always had a doubt that we would be able to defeat someone who was as powerful as we believed Richter was. Now, an unknown presence was telling me that not only had others who tried failed, but that was not what my mission was. That I was wrong. I... I don't understand, I replied. That is because it is beyond your understanding. This war began before your species beginning. Destroying the containment unit is the only way to stop the one called Richter. Without its hold on the dimension, I will be able to break free and complete my mission. Do not fail. With his final word, the spear of light shattered, blinding me in crimson light. I dropped to the floor and fell to my knees. Slowly I opened my eyes and stared at the floor below me. A hand reached out to me. I lifted my head to see Clara and Flag standing before me. They had not changed. Their bodies were the same. It was as if nothing had happened. What happened, David? Flag asked. It took you 1.9 seconds longer to appear. Clara helped me to my feet. As I looked out and ahead of me, it only took a moment for me to realize where I was. I had returned to the room where the false Clara had taken me. The massive room was almost as I remembered, except instead of thousands of containment units, there was only one large capsule in the center of the room. It ran from the dome ceiling to the floor. At the base of the capsule were multiple computer stations connected to two smaller humanized sized capsules. The one on the right was empty. The one on the left had a humanoid shaped being inside. This appears to be a space station, Flag said. I believe we must have traveled to the wrong location. I thought back to what the other Clara had told me about this place. She said that creation, original beings that he created, had built it to collect life energy and used it to gain power. Then I realized what was within the capsule. Everything was beginning to make sense. No, I said. This is the right place. Richter is here. We were all trapped within the live stream. From the beginning, everything was arranged to allow someone to escape from it. I had found myself in the middle of yet another war. 
This war was between two powerful beings, one trapped within and the other trapped outside. Nothing had changed. My mission remained the same. I, I don't understand, Clara said. We are in our bodies and in a space station that looks as if it was man-made. How can this be right? Inside that large capsule, that is a containment unit that trapped us inside. The fake Clara told me as much, but she left out the most important part. Richter was never fully trapped inside the containment unit. He is right here, inside this smaller capsule. How do you know this? Flag asked. In the extra second that it took me to arrive, I spoke to the person who is actually trapped inside. The being that has been trying to help us. It is trapped inside, held there by Richter. We have to use the crystal to, des to destroy the capsule. I cannot defeat Richter, but it can. But first, we must free it. I did not give the others time to question. I walked to the capsule and looked inside. I felt a wave of energy surge inside me as I gazed upon the being at the center of my torment. Richter laid there peaceful, as if he was sleeping. I raised the crystal in the air, above the capsule. I thought back on all the pain and suffering Richter had caused and released my anger in the form of the red energy. The crystal absorbed my energy and I could feel it becoming unstable. David, we need to think this through, Flag pleaded. This was not what I expected. How do you know what you are doing is right? The same way you did, I replied. I brought something back with me. A blast of energy fired out from the crystal striking the capsule. The capsule's glass shattered as energy poured into it and expanded out across the space station bathing everything in a white and red light. The energy swirled around then was drawn back into Richter's body. Richter's eyes opened, they were glowing a bright crimson red. Enraged I pulled him from the capsule and threw him to the floor. I stood over his body and began to rain blows down upon him. Richter did not say a word or show any reactions as my punches became faster and faster. I was moving with a speed and power much greater than I ever had before. Small tears began to appear in Richter's body. What was once human looking skin began to turn brittle, almost like glass. Bright white energy began to pour from the tears. I could feel I was hurting him, killing him, and it felt great. David, stop! Clara screamed out, but I could barely hear her. She ran towards me when an explosion of energy knocked us both backwards. I struggled to stand. I lifted my head and I could see a tear forming in the center of the room just in front of the large capsule. I could feel the same presence inside it as when I met the entity. It was slowly emerging from the tear. Flag stood before the tear, mesmerized by it. Clara slowly rose to her feet. She looked at me for a moment before staring at the tear. The being stepped from the tear. It was humanoid shaped. It glowed a bright crimson with no discernible features. Slowly the light faded and I could see the frame of a human male. The being's body changed from one of pure light to what looked like flesh and bone. I did not recognize the man, but Clara and Flag did. Ethan?
next week. Chapter 20